said you hallelujah. Girl said you hallelujah. Girl said you hallelujah. Cause uptown funk don't give it to you. Cause uptown funk Boys and girls, we're back for episode number three uh, of the 2017 season, the Softy Hawk Blogger Podcast, brought to you, of course, by our friends at Pagliacci Pizza. I'm saying it right. They're saying it wrong, but they make damn good pizza pie, don't they, big boy? They do. They do. And and hi, Softy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You're good, yeah. Uh, you know, you should you should make sure to take advantage this week. They've got a pretty awesome deal. Uh, if you buy one 11 inch pizza, you get a second one for free. Yeah. The old Bogo, buy one get one free. Uh, if you use the code Hawkblogger. Wow, you're a big deal. You got your own code for crying out loud. I like it. There you it. go. I mean, hey, we we are trying to give back to the people. So, uh, I like go it. ahead and get yourself a couple pieces. Well, see, what I think they should do is if the Hawks can get to the red zone and actually score a touchdown, <laughs> I think they should give out like a thousand free pizzas in the next five minutes or whatever, because that would never have to be a concern for them because the Hawks don't score touchdowns in the red zone. They score field goals. I mean, look, obviously I'm being a little bit sarcastic, but come on. I mean, really? Brian, are we doing this all over again in 2017 with this offense or like last year when they had problems against the Dolphins and the Rams and then kind of slowly, at least a little bit, climbed out of their shell? They were not phenomenal by any means offensively last year, but they did improve. Uh, Is it more likely that we're looking at a repeat of 2017, a decline from last year, or an improvement over where they were a year ago? What does your gut tell you right now? Well, I want to make the case for some optimism because, you know, it, it's too easy to make the case for pessimism. I mean, I think people know what they've seen. It's been really bad in the first couple of weeks. But I think both you and I saw it. Uh, the offensive line made baby steps, made some small strides from where they were in week one to where they were in week two. And I've been making the, the comment, it's, it's like uh, mini-me you know, stepped on a dollar bill, he'd be taller. It wouldn't make him, him tall. But I, I think they have improved, and I think there's reason. You know, you're getting a lot of that from a lot of places. I think Chris Carson is a better running back uh, who's more equipped. He's averaging over five yards a carry in these two weeks behind this offensive line with no passing game to take any pressure off. So I think there's some, some reason for optimism there. And, you know, look, I, I thought Russell had a – pretty down game last week relative to, to where he normally can be. And he still would have been okay and no turnovers. And if, if a couple guys didn't drop some easy passes, his game wouldn't have looked quite as bad. So I think there's reasons to, to say, okay, I think they're building towards something. I think this week is a pivotal game. Right. This is a tough game in Tennessee. And if they can find a way to win this one, yeah. Then I think they've bought themselves enough time to, to still have a decent shot at, at you know the dreams and hopes that we all have for them. Well, I'm totally with you on this week, by the way, thousand percent. And I think Vegas is too. That's why they've made the Hawks the underdog. But if you put a gun to my head right now, I would say it's more likely the Hawks lose this game on Sunday to Tennessee for a lot of reasons. But let me go back to Sunday because the the best thing I took from that game was the last drive of the game. Okay, I mean a a drive where the Hawks don't score but they run the clock out and they take an E. Because if I would have told you, let's say, I don't know, maybe fourth quarter, maybe third quarter of the Packer game a week ago, hey, the Hawks are going to have a drive next Sunday 
where Chris Carson's going to carry the ball on five straight plays. He'll go for 41 of his 93 on the last drive. And they're going to run the clock out against a pretty decent front seven, I think, in San Francisco. Not great, but not horrible by any means. Uh, you know, a, a good defense. No, that's good. I'm not sure if you would have bought that a week ago after what you saw against Green Bay. Was that not the best thing that we could take from that game was the final drive? I, I think absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that that's part of what, what gives me a little bit of optimism and is that I think the coaches saw what they wanted to see. And we never saw that last year, by the way. I mean, you could say maybe in the game against the Lions in the playoffs where they, you know, Thomas Rawls went off and, and that was promising. But, I mean, they really handed the ball off and not only did they get some better blocking, but Carson broke a lot of tackles. He's leading the NFL in broken tackles and he's only got 28 carries. So this guy, I'm telling you, 5.1 yards per carry behind this offensive line for two weeks is super yeah. impressive. Yeah. And that game included Mark Lewinsky going the wrong direction on multiple plays and blocking his own man. So if they can just, you know, forget whether they have physical errors, which they definitely do, and get overpowered at times, if they can just block the right people and run the play the way it's supposed to be run, yeah. you know, then, then yeah, this, this offense can start to get better. Well, a lot of people were surprised on Sunday to wake up and see that Eddie Lacy was inactive. Not this podcast. Yeah, not this that's podcast. Right. We, that's right. That's we were not. We were. We were not at all surprised by that. And I wonder if we'll see it again on Sunday. I mean, really, uh, it might be an easy call to say, "Hey, he's going to be inactive again." But why wouldn't he be inactive again? I guess is the better question. Yeah, and Pete's been dancing around it. But look, you tune into this podcast for two things: you tune in for for you know, great insights for the Seahawks and pizza. Those yeah. are those are two good things to, to listen for. So, uh, look, I, I don't see why Eddie Lacy would be active. It doesn't mean – the only reason I can think of is just his mental health and the team trying to keep him from falling off a cliff. Um, but, like I said last week, he doesn't play special teams. Unless they want to have Thomas Rawls go down. I mean, I think it's one of those two guys because C.J. Procise is the third down back. That's the guy they're going to keep – uh, in there, and there's no way Carson's going anywhere. So that's just Rawls and Lacey, and maybe they rotate them week by week. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do uh, a rotation between Rawls and Lacey, but I don't know. I think at some point they got to decide which guys they want to go with. The only thing I could possibly think of, and somebody mentioned this on the show the other day, you know, why you would not move on from Eddie Lacey at some point is because of the health factor, that you got two guys in Rawls and Procise that were banged up a year ago, uh, like when they kind of regretted letting Jari Evans go last year, you don't want to get guys banged up in November and say, God, it'd be great to have Eddie Lacy on the team. So honestly, I mean, unless he's going to throw a fit and become a malcontent, I would have no problem just letting him sit there all year long until I need him. How about you? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I think that there's a little bit of overplay that, that Lacey's done and he's terrible. I don't think Lacey's – yes, he hasn't stood out, but – I think what's really happened is Chris Carson has. And so he's taken that job and those reps. I think he's taken them from all those guys. So um, that's not just a commentary on Eddie Lacey. I think that's mostly about Chris Carson. But let me ask you, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. So looking at this Tennessee game, looking at this defense, um, this is is one of the worst first down defenses in the NFL. I don't know if you know this, but they – I think they've given up, uh, I think they're 29th. I think there's only three or four teams that have given up more yards on first down than the Titans. You're talking about through and, the first two games? You're going to, really? Yeah. 
two games worth yeah. of data? Yeah. That, that's what you're throwing at me? Okay. All right, go well, ahead. Well, one of those teams is Jacksonville and, and Blake Portals, so okay. it, it, yeah. it mattered. Okay, carry and, on. And the, the, in particular, they're giving up, like, almost a perfect passer rating uh, on first down on, on deeper passes. But they also struggle. You know, the run defense is, is not great either. What would you do? What would you want to see the Seahawks do in this game? Knowing all that you know about how the Seahawks have struggled, do you want to see them come out and try to establish the run on first down? Yeah. Or do you think you want to see them try to challenge that secondary and, and open up the run a little later? Well, uh, I'd like to see them pick up right where they left off against the Niners. I'd like to see that drive continue against Tennessee. I mean, they did have the second-best run defense in the NFL last year. You know that, right, Tennessee? The Titans, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, 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 not, it's not performing that way so far this year. Right. Well, but, I mean, that Jaguar game, it was, you know, what, it was 37-16 to 16 was the final. Uh, and Jacksonville got, where's the damn thing here? It was 37-9, to 9, Brian, with three minutes left to go in the game. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, stats be damned. They dominated that team last week against Jacksonville. I just think if, if unless there's going to be a total philosophy change by Pete Carroll, he still wants to run the ball. He still wants to give an aging defense a blow, and they are one of the older defenses in the NFL. And I don't see any reason to move off of our perspective that we had over the offseason that if this team's going to go places, they're going to go places by finding a damn running game. So I want to see them pick up right where they left off against the Niners and give the ball to Chris Carson six times on the opening drive. That's what I want. I agree. I, I, I want to see that as well. And 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 one other question I have for you because I'm. There's a lot of questions, by the way. I wasn't. I know. I, know, I, know. I didn't. I didn't know there'd be a quiz on this podcast. This isn't fair. I. Well, you know what? I we'll should get a free pizza. Pass. I should get a free pizza out of this. If the Seahawks win this Sunday, yeah. I will get you as many free pizzas as you like. Okay. okay. Uh, that, that's a promise. Right. So, um, now, the Seahawks defense has given up what nine points in the last game, and, and they gave up 17 in the opener. They played pretty well. Yeah. I don't think they've been as dominant as I had hoped for, and people think I'm crazy. Now, you can agree you might think I'm crazy too, but is the defense as dominant as you were hoping for through two games? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I, think, I think seven of those 17 against Green Bay uh, came on the short field at the six-yard line. I think anytime you go shut out Green Bay at home in the first half and – really just allow two scoring drives, one touchdown drive to Aaron Rodgers. And then you hold any NFL team to nine points overall. You had a couple of busted plays on some runs by Carlos Hyde. But, yeah, I mean, look at the look at the time of possession in the Packer game uh, and the way they still were able to give their offense a chance to win the game. So, yeah, I'm, I don't have any problems with the defense at all. None. Mm, I want to see more disruption. I want to see more pressure, and I want to see more turnovers, especially against – a 49ers offense that is one of the most god-awful offenses I think I've seen uh, in the NFL. So, I mean, Brian Hoyer, God, that guy's yeah. not going to complete a pass over 10 yards all year. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I mean, that part I agree with, but, that, that, I mean, to me, that's that's a conversation to have in December. I mean, I want the you – look, the 28 picks they had in 2013, I don't know if that's ever coming back, to be honest with you, because of the way that yeah. offenses approach these guys. But the defensive line rotation looks pretty solid – I think Will Hoyt has been a really, really good addition and will prove to be a great addition by the end of the year. But if you're just asking me, am I, am I okay with where they've played after two games, considering that they're getting nothing from the offense and they were totally gassed in that Packer game yet still only gave up one touchdown drive to Rodgers on their own, yeah, no, I, 
I think you're being a little irrational if you're if you're not co- <laughs> completely pleased with the way the defense has played so far. That's why I asked. You know, I, I need I need some balance here, and and, and you know, look, I, I think they played great against the Packers as well. I, I wanted, I didn't. I thought nine points was too much against the 49ers. I think giving up a drive that could have lost the game was too much against that 49ers team. And I think that one takeaway was not enough. Um, so I, I did like I have super high expectations for how disruptive this yeah. this defense can be, and yeah. they didn't quite hit the bar for me in this last game, even though they only gave up nine points. Well, because subconsciously you're counting on the defense to do everything, to carry the entire load. Yeah, that's that because yeah, the I mean, offense that's, isn't that's very good, are, and those expectations are they're I mean they're not fair, really. They're not. I mean, in some ways, look, it's the highest paid defense in the NFL. There's about a $40 million discrepancy, right, between what they're paying on defense and offense or 35, whatever it is. So it is, in a lot of ways, reality, but it's also crazy. Isn't it crazy to just tell the off- the, the defense that you guys have got to be all-world every single week for us to have a shot? Yeah, and I don't, I don't think that's realistically where we are. I mean, the way I look at it is I, I don't think that's realistically what they're planning. I think that the, the offense has been – they were 0 out of 10 the first week. I think they were maybe a 2 out of 10 last week. I think this team is built for the offense – for there to be a Super Bowl contender that the offense can be a 4 or 5 out of 10. I honestly believe they can be a Super Bowl contender with that kind of offense. Yeah, agreed. I think the offense in 2013 was maybe like a 6 out of 10. I don't think it was great either. So, you know, I think that – can they get to be a 5 out of 10? Yeah, I think that's that's possible, and honestly, we're just we're just farther away from that than I would have expected. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. going to take a little longer. I think I think all of us would agree with that. I think Pete Carroll would agree with that. All right, uh, enjoy your weekend, and uh, we will Thank talk you. next week. All right, dude. Thank you. All right, man, and big thanks to Pagliacci Pizza. Oh, sorry, Pagliacci Pizza. Nice. Well. Okay. Nice. All right, buddy. We'll talk. See you, man. Hawk blogger Brian Nemhauser. Check out his stuff on the web at hawkblogger.com and on Twitter for free at HawkBlogger. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, Seahawks fans. One good podcast deserves another. Why don't you check out the Pedestrian Podcast? It's the official podcast of the UK Seahawkers, and it's hosted by Stuart Court, Adam Nathan, and Ross Bell. You can check it out at pedestrianpodcast.podbean.com or on iTunes. The guys are great. It's fun. Give it a shot. Go Hawks.